Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing this morning? You know, the Bible says that uh, we are to enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. How many are thankful to be here this morning? And you're here to praise the Lord. Amen. Awesome. It's good to see people out. I know it's summertime and we have people vacationing and things like that, but you're here, God's here, and that's what matters, right? So in the way announcements so we can get into worship, um, on this Saturday, uh, the men's ministry is going to be having um, a cookout at 5 p.m. If you can bring a covered dish and a lawn chair, and uh, that'll be this Saturday, so keep that on, on your calendar. And then the ladies will be meeting on uh, the 24th, right? The 24th at 5 p.m., and they're also asking for a covered dish and a lawn chair as well. But how many have come really to praise God this morning? You want to lift up the name that is above every name, amen? Yes, the world is in chaos, and yes, the world is in turmoil, but when you enter into the presence of God, all that can be just left out there because we know who's in control. We know that God's on the throne, amen, and he is to be lifted up. He is to be exalted, the Bible says. So let's do that this morning. Let's not just come to another service or another worship or another sermon. We've come here to, uh, to bring praise and, and to bring glory and to bring honor to the God who saved us and who's Ill, who is on the throne, who's in control of every aspect of our life and in control of everything that's going on in the world. God's got this. Amen. So we don't have to fear. We don't have to be troubled, the Bible says. Not let your harvest be troubled or be afraid because we have Jesus on our side, amen? And we've already become victorious because of the cross. And so let's all stand and let's get in a frame of worship as we get ready to praise God this morning as the worship team comes. God bless you. Thank you, amen. How many is ready to worship the Lord? How many have something to worship him about this morning? Saved, amen, hallelujah. Not what we used to be. You look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to give him a song of worship and I'm going to do it from my heart this morning. Amen.
the Lord this morning. It is the house of joy. Amen. Hallelujah.
that he is going to take care of us. Amen.
Amen. Amen. He will always be faithful. We serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because he kept his promise to them. That is for a reason that we say that. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because he was faithful to them and he will be faithful to you this morning. Before a pastor comes, I want us to sing this old hymn, but I want us to sing it and pay attention to the words because he is so faithful. And sometimes in our daily walk, we, we kind of lose sight of that. Things get hard. Things may get tough. But God is faithful. He will never let you down, church. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So remember that he is faithful this morning. Hallelujah.
give the Lord a big hand this morning. Amen. I just feel like there's somebody here, maybe it's more than one person, that you're wondering if God is going to be faithful to you this time. Maybe it's something in your life that you're dealing with right now. Maybe it's a, a failure, a fault, a past, a sin. Um, maybe you feel like, you know, I've not read my Bible enough. I've not prayed enough. I've not did this. I've not did that. Something you feel like maybe you haven't done or you have did that. It's keeping you from God fulfilling that promise. And so the enemy has uh, brought doubt and unbelief in your heart because it's something that you feel like you have done or you haven't done. And so you feel like, you know, this morning God is not going to hear my prayer. He's not going to be faithful to me this time. Can I just assure you that if you look back over your life, has God been faithful all through your life? I mean, I know for me and my past failures, which a lot of them didn't look good at all, my past mistakes that I would think why would God be faithful to me but even when I was not for a period in my life for a short period in my life Pastor Steve that I did not walk with the Lord God was still I can look back over my life and God was still faithful then wasn't he I mean, I look at the car wrecks I could have been in with some of the stupidest stuff I did. But God was still faithful. And so, all that guilt and all that shame this morning, we're going to get rid of it. And you say, man, well, let's bow our heads. We're going to get rid of it. And we're going to, we know that God is faithful. Father, we just, we just come before you this morning. I felt like, Lord, this was strongly upon my heart. And God, if you was faithful in the past, you were even faithful when I was a sinner. When I wasn't walking with you, you were still very faithful to me. And you've been faithful to me, God, ever since. So God, we ask you to forgive us of anything in our heart right now. And take away any of that shame in any of that condemnation, and I'm asking you just to completely wash us in the blood right now. And we are asking you to forgive us of any sin. So now there is God. We're not under any condemnation. We're not under any guilt or any shame right now. Because we come to the cross and through the blood, we have access to you. And you're going to be just as faithful to whatever we're facing in our life. 
And so, God, by faith, we hold on to that. And we're going to sing this, uh, just a touch of this one more time. And I, I want you to close your eyes. And I, whatever it looks like for you putting your hands in the air, if you don't feel comfortable with that, that's okay too. But however you pray, however you worship, that's okay. But I want to take for the next just a couple minutes, and I want you to I want you to sing this in a attitude of thankfulness to God of how faithful He's been to you. singers a big shout this morning. Let's clap you. Let's give them a clap of hand. They did wonderful in our worship. Amen. God's faithful, is he not, church? Amen. Thank you for being here this morning. It's a little rainy and dreary outside, but God's in the God's in the house. Amen. Praise to see everybody. Uh, Manage the 4th of July, got a storm around town here, and they're cleaning up, but God has protected us all, praise the Lord. Um, good to see Kevin and his family, he had a bad motorcycle accident, it's good to have them in the house this morning, amen, <laughs> praise the Lord. Uh be praying for Wayne and Tina, they're traveling, they very seldom ever miss church, but they called and they're traveling, so be praying for them as they travel uh, this morning and tomorrow. Praise the Lord. If you're new here this morning, we're so glad you're here. Let's give our new people a hand this morning. Yes. Amen. We've been on this subject of uh, faith, and I've, I don't think I've ever preached a series as long as I've been on this subject, but... Uh, I've called it my summer series because I've been on it for probably the last eight or nine uh, weeks. But the Bible says, without faith, 
Let's say it together. Without faith, it's impossible to what? To please God. If you don't take notes, I encourage you to take notes this morning because I feel like that I have a few things that I feel like the Lord really wants me to share with you this morning. Um, as, a, as a pastor, I want you to grow your faith because we get everything from the Lord by what? By faith. All of our, uh, whatever we get spiritually from God always comes by, comes by faith is the way we obtain it. So um, I, want you to, I want you to have faith to believe God for anything in your life. Whatever that may be, that your faith level is to a place where you can believe God for anything in your life. I want you to believe not for small things. I want you to believe for mighty things. How many believe we serve a God that wants to do mighty things in our life? He wants to do mighty things in our life. Romans chapter 1 and verse 17 puts it like this. The righteous, the just... The believer will live by faith. The righteous, the believer, will live by faith. Our life is to be lived by faith. The way we live should be Christians. We live by, we live by faith. But I wrote a few things down, jotted a few things down, that maybe over through the years you wondered if that is not faith. But I wrote down a few things that tell you and I, what faith is not. First, we have to remember that faith is not just a desire. It's not just a wish. Or faith is not just hoping something's happening in our life. It's not something that we crave or something we pretend uh, that uh, isn't true, that it's true. That's not faith. Faith is not believing that a certain thing is going to happen a certain way. Faith is not neglect. It's not neglecting your responsibilities. Faith is not an isolated something spiritually. Faith is not trying to bribe God. How many of you have tried, like me, you've tried to bribe God every now and then? Uh, God is not in the gambling business, okay? So I don't know, like me, trying to bribe God to do something normally don't, doesn't work, okay? So bribing God is not, is not faith. But this morning, I want to tell you what I want to tell you what faith is. Okay, faith is a way of looking at the world or your situation through the eyes of God. Faith is looking at the world from God's point of view. Whatever may be going on in your life that you need God to do in your life then it's faith is looking at it from God's point of view. Uh, Hebrews chapter uh, 11 verse 1 says, What is faith? Faith is the confidence, assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. Not might, not maybe, not I hope so, but it's certain that it's going to happen. It's having God's perspective on what we need to happen. God, how do you look at it? What is it your perspective of looking at it? So I want you to circle, I want you to circle if you're looking at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says, but we have, we hope for, and we're to be certain of things we do not yet see. 
we do not yet see. The Bible says that faith is a way of seeing. How many if believe that we all look at, we all could look at something and all look at it at a different way? I mean, you guys that were married, would you say amen that we can look at the same thing and it, and it looks different? It's a little poor, amen? So we all can look at things, look at things different. Walt Disney was a pioneer in the field of entertainment, producing movies with actors. Near the end of his life, uh, Disney directed the purchase of 43 square miles of a Virgin Island, twice the size of Manhattan Island, in the center of the state of Florida. There he developed Disney World, the Magic Kingdom, and Epcot. Disney died of lung cancer on December the 15th, 1966, a few years prior to opening of his Walt Disney Dream Project. At the opening, two friends were talking about the development, and one said, I wish Walt Disney could have seen it. The other replied, Walt Disney did see it. That's why you're looking at it now. Wow. What does it really mean? To see it from God's point of view. Faith is learning to see things from God's point of view. Having his vision at hand. Having the way that God sees it at hand. Not the way that we see it at, at hand. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 8 says. And, and this is a. Write this verse down because this is a master verse when it comes to faith. It says. I pray that the eyes of your heart will be flooded with light, spiritual, say with me, spiritual light, so that you can, so that you can see spiritually the wonderful future that God has promised that those who have been called. So if we're believers, we're going to see it through God, enlighten the prayer, God, enlighten my eyes, shine it, shine it on me, let me see it from your viewpoint. Another word uh, I believe would be illumination. God, illuminate the way you see my circumstance. Lord, I, I need you to work in my marriage. This is the way I see it. And this is the way she sees it. <laughs> and this is, when it comes to she, this is the way she sees it and he sees it. But Lord, what is the way, how do you see it? Amen. How do, how do you see it? Lord, spiritual, it's spiritual comprehension. Uh, you know, the enemy, Satan, is in the business of blinding our eyes spiritually. He is in the business of our eyes being blind spiritually. But I want to have my eyes opened up spiritually. How many of you want your eyes to spiritually be opened? You want spiritual eyes. Spiritual eyes is what gives me faith to believe. God, you said that we can have, watch this. Lord, you said that we can have revival. But if my spirit is not enlightened to that, I can go around and quote, Lord, you're going to give me a revival. 
Lord, you're going to save my children. Lord, you're going to give me a better marriage, and you fill in the blank. But you know, after a while that I quote that and say that, and I don't see it coming to pass in my life, I start losing my faith. How many of you start losing your faith? I know you do. You go for a certain period of time, and it's not happened yet. You start losing faith, don't you? But watch this. The writer in Hebrews chapter 118 says, Lord, I need you to enlighten my eyes. Not my natural eyes, but Lord, I need you to enlighten my my, my spiritual eyes, Lord. Open it up to what you want me to see my marriage life. Open it up. Lord, you said you was a healer. Open it up to me what that looks like in my life. And once my eyes are open, then I can grab a hold of that, can't I? I'm not walking in spiritual blindness anymore. So what is faith? Faith is seeing it in the spiritual realm before it's manifested in the natural realm. If you ever had a if you ever had a verse of scripture in the Bible that you've read over and over and over again and then you can read it again and it's like it jumps off the page to you it, you know you know say I, you know, I've, I've read that scripture a hundred times but this morning I'm reading my Bible and it's like that scripture it's like a scripture just jumps off the page right? And it gets, down into my, it gets down into my spirit. It's because the Holy Spirit has enlightened that scripture. And now what I'm believing for, I can hold on to. Before I have read that scripture, and I've believed the scripture, it's the word of God, but I'm having a hard time holding on to that scripture. But when the Holy Spirit enlightens that Scripture to me, it's that illumination to that Scripture that I can hold on to now. No matter how long I have to walk without what I'm believing for, I can hang on it because the Holy Spirit has enlightened that Scripture to me, and now I can hold on to it. Does that make sense? I've read the Scripture before. I believe the Scripture, but as time goes by, and it doesn't happen, I start to lose my faith, Pastor Steve. But if the Holy Spirit enlightens that scripture, it's like, wow. I see that scripture at a whole different level, and I can hold on to it. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 shows us another part of faith. How now do I obtain faith? Faith. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 tells us, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? Faith. Come, let's say that again. Faith comes by what? Hearing, and hearing by what? The Word of God. Okay. Stick with me. I want you to write this down. If you don't take notes, write this down. Say that again. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The Word, the Word of God. We have the Word of God here. 
okay? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. This is the Word of God. Stick with me here. This is the Word of God. But when the Word from God when I get a word from God, that activates my faith. If I'm reading the word of God, and the word of God, the voice of God, speaks to me in the word of God, he's illuminated that word where now I can hold on it to it by faith. How does spiritual hearing come? By the Word of God, which is a rhema word. How many of you have been going down the road and maybe you feel like the Lord has spoke to you before? Are you at home and the Word of the Lord, you feel like, you know, i got a word from God. I can take you to places in my life. I felt like the Lord spoke to me as I was walking and praying in the church the other day. I can take you to the chair in this auditorium. I can take you to the chair, right the place I felt like the Word of God spoke to me. It, it, it wasn't a scripture, but I did hear, the, I felt like I heard the Lord speak something to me. And how many of you know that God, how many of you know that God doesn't chit-chat? God is not in the chit-chatting business. When somebody said, you know, I had this long conversation with God for about an hour. God don't chit-chat. He ain't in the chit-chatting business, okay? But how many of you have heard God maybe speak a couple words to you? And you know that you know that you know that was God. That's what you can hold on to. You hold on to that word no matter what, no matter when the enemy comes and tries to bring spiritual blindness and spiritual death to your spiritual ears, you hold on to what God has told you. If you've heard God say in the middle of the night, you've been waking up praying for your kids, and you've heard God say, I'm bringing such and such home, to, I'm bringing your child home to be with me. I, I, he's coming to the altar. He's going to give his life to Christ. No matter what God has showed you, no matter how they're acting, they can act like hell on earth. But you hold on to that promise, what the Word of God has spoke to you in your spirit, and God will not fail you. That's the word you can hold on to, that rhema word. Let me, let me give you a great example. I, can't, I couldn't find anywhere in Scripture a greater example than in 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 41 through 45. It said, Then Elijah said to Ahab, They've got a drought in Israel. Okay? How many of you got something in your life you're believing God for? Come on, how many of you believe there's something in your life, whether it's healing, marriage, I can go, et cetera, et cetera, whatever it is in your life you're believing God for this morning? Just insert it right here where the drought is. Just insert it, okay? Then Elijah said to Ahab, 
go get something to eat and drink, for I hear, now they're needing a rain to come. The, the, the prophet Elijah is needing for it to rain because there is a drought in Israel. We understand that? There's a drought going on and they needed, they needed to rain. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink. Here's, here's the prophet. Okay, God in the Old Testament spoke to the prophets. Now in the New Testament, he speaks to each one of us, okay? And this is what he says. For I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. Now, Elijah didn't hear that rainstorm coming in his natural ears. He heard it where? In his spiritual ears. God had let Elijah hear it in his spirit. Elijah still has not, has still not seen any clouds, any lightning, felt any rain. Faith is not a feeling of what you hear or see in the natural. Elijah said, I hear the sound of rain. So Ahab went and ate, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, Elijah's servant, he said to his servant, go and look out, that's, that's sight, remember I said God illuminate our spiritual sight, towards the sea. So the servant went and he, say with me, he looked. Then he returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Now we got a servant that hasn't seen anything. But we got a, the prophet Elijah that has seen it. So the prophet Elijah has seen it with his spiritual eyes, but the servant hasn't seen it. Then he said to his servant, go out and look. That's your sight towards the sea. The servant went out and looked. Then he returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. I don't see anything, and I don't hear anything, Elijah. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time his servant told him. Okay, how many times did he tell him to go look? Seven times. That means that servant went seven times before he ever saw or he ever heard it. Elijah the prophet seen it. And heard it in the spirit, but the servant didn't hear it and see it in the spirit. And then this is what he says. His servant come back and said, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. The miracle's not manifested yet in the natural. But look at what verse 45 says. Then Elijah shouted. The old prophet now is speaking what he saw and heard. Harry Ahab and tell him, climb into the chariot and go back home. If you don't, Harry, the rain will stop you. And soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrible rainstorm. And Ahab left quickly for Zezreel. Wow. That is a beautiful picture. A beautiful picture. Of where one is hearing it and seeing it by faith. And where the servant didn't hear it 
or didn't see it. I want us to get a rhema word for our life on what we're facing. I want us to be able to see it in the spirit, and I want us to be able to hear it in the spirit realm. My prayer has been this week, and my prayer for you today is that you will spiritually see your miracle happen. You you will spiritually see it, and you will hear the voice of the Lord speak to you about it. And then you can hold on to the promise of God because he has illuminated it in your what? In your spirit. I can't hold on to too many things of this word of God just in the natural. Can you? Can you hold on to too many things in the word of God just in the natural? Well, I just read this. and But you know, when God illuminates that word, when God gives me, when I hear the Spirit say, when I hear the Spirit illuminate it and speak it to me, then I can hold on to it, Brother Dale. When all hell comes against me. When it seems like everything is falling apart. It was still, listen, it was still dry when Elijah said he heard the sound of an abundance of rain. It was still dry. God will give you a word in your dry season. Did you hear that? God will give you a word in your driest season for you to hold on to. God is not going to let you down. In the driest season of your life, God will speak to you and give you a word to hold on to. You need a picture of healing. Over 2,000 years ago, there was a man called Jesus that prior to going to the cross for salvation, he went to a whipping post. I need healing in my body this morning, Pastor. Ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate, illuminate maybe just a little bit of what Christ went through. And you can hold on to that healing. I want to close, I want to close with this. The prophet not only seen it and heard it, but he spoke it. Then Elijah, in verse 44, then Elijah shouted. He spoke it out. Harry Ahab and tell them, climb into the chariot and go home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. Elijah started speaking what he heard God say. This is critical here. Verse 44 again, then Elijah shouted, Harry Ahab, climb into the chariot and go home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. The rain is about to happen. Faith is, you still with me this morning? Faith is seeing it from what? Seeing it from what? Do I have to teach this class again? Okay. Faith is, faith is, seeing it from what? 
God's point of view, okay? Not from my point of view. My marriage, my, my health, whatever it is, it's seeing it from whose point of view? God's point of view. Then, so God, if I'm going to see it from your point of view, then I'm going to have to get a, I'm going to have to get a rhema word from you, and I'm going to have to have the spiritual sight to see what you're trying to show me. How many of you believe God is still in the business of showing you? How many of you believe God is in the business of still speaking to you? Okay. You take what, you, you with me? You take what you've heard, and you take what you've seen, and you start speaking it by faith. You let it start coming out of your mouth. That's the third thing Elijah did. So you go around and you say, God, I thank you. You know, my marriage has been, but God, you spoke to me. You showed me. God, I just keep speaking what you've showed me. God, you, you told me that you spoke to me through this rhema word that you're going to bring a healing. You're going to bring a healing to my body and exactly what you spoke to me. I'm going to keep speaking it. And I'm going to keep talking, and I'm going to keep speaking, and I'm going to tell someone, you know, uh, God's about to save my kids. God spoke to me, and I see them already saved. I see them already healed. I see them already on the platform doing worship. I see my kids teaching Sunday school. I see my kids working in children's church. I see my kids working for God. Well, they're not working for God now. They just got shot up last week with drugs. They're, they're, they just got drunk the night before. They're acting crazy. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're coming in at 2 o'clock in the morning. They're, they're acting all crazy. But, but that's not. That's what is in the natural that's happening. That's all happening in the natural but in the spirit, God said he was going to save my loved ones. God said he was going to save my dad. God said he was going to save my husband. God saved, said he was going to save my family. God, I just speak it by faith. You've done showed it. It's in my spirit. Now I'm going to walk around and speak it. Church, this is what it does. It keeps my faith activated. I'm going to college, God, I believe. I feel like that you have spoke to me. This is what I'm supposed to do in my life. I feel like you're going to use me in this career. So, God, I thank you for giving me a good job. I thank you, God, you're going to give me a high-paying job. How about you, young people? God, you're going to give me a high-paying job. I mean, I, I don't want a job. I want a, I want a high-paying job. I want, to, I want to make a lot of money. I want, to, I want to succeed. I want that nice-looking guy. I don't want to walk around with somebody It ain't cute and good-looking. God, I thank you for that good-looking, sharp-looking man. Looks like my pastor. No, I'm just kidding, okay? I'm just kidding, Lord Jesus. I'm just kidding. Oh, I, I, wanna, I want that nice-looking woman. You know You know what? Another, no, a number 10 would be nice, God, you know? I mean, just speak it, right? Now, you're older people. That doesn't appeal to you, I know. But, God, I thank you that you're healing my body. I thank you, you're working everything out for my good. Because you spiritually spoke it to me, just like Elijah. And look at what Elijah said at the end. Let's close it out, verse 45. So, I see it spiritually, I'm speaking it spiritually. Let's go with verse 45. And it said, and soon, say with me, and soon. The sky was black with clouds, a heavy wind brought a a terrible rainstorm, and Ahab left quickly for Zezreel. I'd like to testify to somebody today 
that God is about to bring your miracle soon. Yeah, I felt like the Lord. Soon, soon God is about to bring healing to your body. Soon God is about to turn a divorce court into a great marriage. Soon God is about to bring sin into salvation in your life. Soon God is about to bring a bad relationship into a great relationship. Soon God is about to turn slothfulness into a revival. Soon God is about to turn hurt into joy unspeakable. Soon God is about to use somebody that's on a rough road and make a transition in your life. Soon God is about to take failure into triumph. When, Pastor? Soon. Soon. When is God going to move? Soon. When is the, the wind of a rushing revival coming? It's coming soon. When is healing coming? Talk back to me. Soon. When is more money coming in? Soon. When is a new job coming? Soon. When is fresh air coming in my life? Soon. When is salvation coming to my home? Soon. Lord, open my eyes to signs and wonders. Open my eyes to miracles. Open my eyes to manifest your wonderful spirit. Lord, open my eyes to healing and emotional and filling. Lord, open my eyes to a revival. Lord, speak to me because you're going to baptize us and fill us with your spirit. When? Soon, God. Soon and very soon. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Let me run back here for just a second. Pastor, how does this happen in my life? How does this happen in my life? I'm going to give you, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't slip by this. Is it just going to happen? Is it just going to fall out of the sky? Are we just going to put it in the microwave and get a quick deal from God? Or we're just going, you know what? I'm going I'm I'm to see if God will gamble a little bit with me. I'll do this and see if he'll do it. How's, it, how's all that going to happen? How am I going to spiritually see, spiritually hear, and how am I going to spiritually speak it, and then for it to start coming soon in my life? How's, how's it going to happen in my life? This is how it's going to happen. I've got to open this word up. And I've got to get on my knees. And I've got to spend time with God. Well, Pastor, can I do something fast to get it? I don't think so. Can I read 400 scriptures and get it? I don't think so. How about, what if I, what if I, I'm big on time management. What if I put, uh, what if I put 15-minute block of time into my day? So I'm going to pray at breakfast, and then I'm going to eat me a big lunch and pray. Then I'm going to pray maybe before my lunch, and then I'm going to pray an hour at the end of my day. And about a week of praying, it's coming. So I've prayed and I've read and, you know, no. It comes with an intimate, close relationship with Jesus Christ. It it does come you taking your Bible and you spending time with God and you getting on your knees and praying and you getting alone with God in that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, 
you can only read, you don't, sometimes maybe it's just one scripture, and maybe it's only five minutes you prayed that day. So I read one scripture and prayed five minutes, and God illuminated that word off of that page to me. Wow, that sure took me out of works, and that put me into grace. Because for me, I want to say, you know what? If I read my Bible for a half an hour, and I pray for an hour, yes, pastor, I did it today. I did it. Hallelujah, I did it. Really? It's not about works. But that intimate, close relationship with Jesus Christ through grace. And it might be all you had that morning was five minutes to read your Bible or do a devotion and pray just a few minutes because you're late getting to work. And God, all of a sudden, you're going to work and he illuminates that off of the page. And you can hold on to it by what? By faith. Because I don't walk by what I see. I walk by what? I walk by faith. Let's stand. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we believe that you're going to... Lord, when we read in Scripture where, where God, Elijah, bowed his head between his legs and fell down before the Lord to worship, God, many times Elijah did this, I'm sure. That's where his faith was built. God, I'm asking you to, I'm asking you this morning to give us such a, a desire to spend time with you. With every head bowed and every eye closed. How many would lift up your hand and you would say, Pastor, you know, I, I really don't have the desire that I need to spend time with God to build my faith. I'm just struggling with that right now. Would you just slip every head, please, bowed and eyes closed. Would you just slip up your hand? Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You say, you know, God, I need a more of a desire to spend time with you. Just slip up your hand this morning. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How many of you want God to illuminate whatever you may be going through in your life that he shows you where you can hold on to it? Would you just raise your hands, Lord? Lord, right now, illuminate it. Show it to me, God. Let me hear your... Let me hear your voice on my situation. And if I can hear your voice, I can, I can hold on to it. I want us to sing this and then uh, I'm going to close in prayer. Let's sing this together.
our hands straight up in the air this morning. I don't, I don't know. I, I might be, I might be wrong in this, but I just feel like there's a, a few people here this morning that your, your heart's heavy. You walked in here with a heavy heart. And I don't, as a pastor, I look over the congregation, I just wish I could just put my arms around all of you. You walked in here with a heavy heart this morning. And I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you today. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, Lord, I don't know, maybe it's just one. I don't know. God, there's somebody here that walked in with a heavy heart. They don't really know what to do at this moment. It's a decision they have to make. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's their health. Maybe it's, God, I, I don't, maybe it's mentally the enemy's been tormenting them about a certain situation. But they just have a heavy heart. I mean, they, they, they came in with a heavy heart, but God, I don't want them to leave with that heavy heart. God, you walked up Godless Hill, Jesus. And as we see, you carried every burden up that hill. And you put it and nailed every burden to the cross. And so we can leave here this morning by faith. Believe it. Now, God tired of the devil putting all these burdens in its weight. And God, we don't have to carry it anymore. You said our yoke is easy. Our burden should be light. Because you're the one who carries them right now. Father, whoever it is that has a heavy heart right now, I'm just asking you as a shepherd, as a pastor, I can't go home with them. I can't work with them. But I can have, fill their heart. And I do this morning. Somebody's hurting. Walked in here. Maybe it's multiple people. God, before we leave, we're going to sing this song one more time. And I want them to sing it by faith. And I want you to lift your just... Thank you for giving me just a few more minutes. It's 10 minutes after 11, and I promise none of you are going to starve to death, okay? Okay? You'll, you'll, get, you'll get to eat, okay? But let's give the Holy Spirit just a few more minutes to work. Are you okay with that? I want them to sing it, and if you're going through something in your life, just just maybe you're a, maybe you're a man here, and you think, Pastor, I just don't, I don't do all that raising hands and stuff. That's okay. That, that, that's okay. I just want you to worship Him from your heart. The rest of you, just stick your hands straight up in the air. And I want this to sing this together before I, before I pray.
play him out. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you today. And may your face stand strong in Jesus' name. Do you have something, brother, real quick? You want to share a testimony? I need a mic here real quick. You got one? We're singing of the faithfulness of God, the promises of God. I just want to share with you, like the pastor said, that God's promises are yea and amen. And as a young youth, I held to the promise that Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, seek ye first the kingdom of In all their ways, acknowledge him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. I can spend hours share with you the faithfulness of God since I've been here in this great country, the United States, but I'm not going to bore you with that detail, but I'm going to tell you, when I first came, I was in New York City attending college, and after two years, my money ran out because exchange is so much better here, and I looked over all the policies that are available to me as a student, and they said I could do practical training at companies. I went to the student office and I was turned down so many times. You're a foreign student. You're not, no company's going to take you. And I kept going back and that was in the 80s, the ancient days, no internet, no nothing. So you go in person, no cell phone, no taxes. So I would go week after week. And then finally after persistent, the guy said, yeah, there's a company that is interested in your resume. And I said, what company is that? And he said, Merck. And I said, Merck. Never heard about them. Don't care if it's McDonald's or whatever. I just need income to help finish my college. Anyway, I worked with Merck as an intern several times back, and they were willing to file what's the necessary immigration papers for me to work there. So when I graduated, I went to graduate school, and I interviewed with Merck again on campus. And while I was researching there, I researched fermentation brought from Elkton, Virginia. So when finally I got my green card and was ready to work permanently, the guy said, where would you want to work? And I said, Elkton, Virginia, 1990. Elkton, Virginia, no clue where Elkton is, no clue where Virginia is, I just arrived. Didn't get the job because all he made notes that he wanted to work in Elton. They called me for an interview in Jersey, and, but I didn't get the job. So I worked with another company for 25 years in 2017, and then the carpet was pulled out from under my feet. Difficult circumstances, and I started looking elsewhere. Did not want to relocate, had my home in Pennsylvania, everything. And then I just looked at Merck again, and I saw something in Elton, Virginia. Didn't. Truthfully, I don't know how I pressed the application. Within two weeks, they called me in my late 50s <laughs> and hired me there in Elton, Virginia, 28 years later when wow. I said I wanted to work for Merck in Elton, Virginia. And that's where I am now, and that's where I'll finish my career. Amen. And I haven't regretted Amen. the move Praise to the be Lord. with you wonderful people. Amen. Let's give him a hand this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. 28 years later, he's, a, yep, he's an engineer at Merck, and we're so glad that they're with us. Amen. Let's give, God's faithful, isn't he? 28 years later, let's give the Lord a hand. Amen.